What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend, and believe it or not, happy August. August is a lot of things for a lot of people, but certainly in the world of pro wrestling, it is SummerSlam month. And certainly we will get into certain things surrounding SummerSlam and the like on today's show. But first, I want to say thank you for your continued support of the faction. It certainly means the world to us. And you can, of course, check us out on the socials at the faction show. Big shout out to everybody who joins us by way of podcast right here. We definitely appreciate your continued support. We can't do what we do without you or if we did it just wouldn't be the same right like if you're not listening then who is and who cares about what we're doing you do so thank you so much again for your continued support of all things connected to the faction it's a great time for us to shout out some of the cities that have been supporting us over the month of july because july was certainly a very good month here for the faction our top cities included Comfort West Virginia. Who knew that folks were rocking with us in West Virginia? Shouts also to Bowie, Maryland. And the number one city for the month of July is New Orleans, Louisiana. Definitely a great wrestling town there. Big shouts to Spain, the Russian Federation, and the U.S. for rocking with us as our top three countries as well. Certainly the world is checking out the faction and we appreciate it. Do me a favor, if you will, and share what we're doing with your friends and followers obviously you've got people in your life who love the world of pro wrestling and would love this kind of conversation and information so go ahead and reach out to them share what we're doing you just never know who will absolutely love the faction after all there's a lot of us to go around so with that said we have a lot to get into i want to go back in time to this week's episode of NXT and talk about their ratings. Now, what was interesting about NXT this week was NXT was not airing on USA because of the Olympics. Instead, it was aired on the Sci-Fi Network, which of course was at one time home to SmackDown. Well, NXT this week brought in 520,000 viewers, which is down from last week's 709,000 viewers. And I think that has a lot to do with being on a new network and a thing called the Olympics, right? So on one hand, this is the beauty of being part of the NBC Universal family. When something like the Olympics happens, you know, we're not upended or preempted as in times past. If you remember back in the day when Monday Night Raw would happen and the Westminster Dog Show would take place, Monday Night Raw either would not happen or would be moved to a different night. So it's kind of exciting to see that that That's not the case this time. The challenge, though, is did they do a good enough job of telling people that NXT would be on the sci-fi network? My answer is no, because I certainly found out in the middle of the show last week while it was airing. So most people obviously did not know. And I don't think that there was a big, big push to tell people, oh, by the way, go to the sci-fi network. And we should also note that sci-fi certainly is not as available as the USA Network. With all of that said, NXT put on a great show. Again, this week, NXT will be on Sci-Fi because of the Olympics. So I expect in two weeks' time for the ratings to look more like what we are accustomed to for NXT. With that said, on the AEW side of things, AEW's Fight for the Fallen 
brought in 1.108 million viewers, which is down about 40,000 from the week before. But let's just be very, very clear. When you're topping a million viewers at this stage, you're doing an absolutely wonderful thing. So congratulations to AEW. Of course, that show was headlined by the second labor of Jericho, which saw Chris Jericho as the pain maker take on Nick Gage, the former GCW champion. If you remember this time last week, we were telling you about that insane hardcore match that took place between Nick Gage and Matt Cardona, where Matt Cardona walked out as the new GCW champion, which, as you can imagine, sent the GCW faithful into a pure uproar. I've not seen a reaction to a match like that Honestly, since Hulk Hogan joined the NWO back in 1998 or so, or 96, was it? Uh, I'm getting my years mixed up. It was 96. With that said, yeah, major league reaction to that. But in the meantime, what a week for Nick Gage. The wrestling world talking about him and Matt Cardona. Then just three or four days later, he ends up making his national debut on AEW in what was certainly a barbaric and horrific match let's just be clear that match was just nuts and if you are a fan of the death match you completely loved what you saw if you are a little more squeamish and that wasn't exactly your thing then yeah you felt the impact of that as well Either way, congratulations to AEW, another big week. And of course, things are leading up to All In or All Out, which will be happening Labor Day weekend that Sunday night. So be on the lookout for that. And so there's a lot of, and I should also mention this as well, there is a lot of news and conjecture talking about potential signings of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan to AEW. As I've said before, I will believe it when I see a statement from AEW or when they walk out on AEW television. However, there were a couple of things that pointed to the fact that CM Punk could indeed be signed by AEW. Number one, anybody think it's weird that Two weeks before All Out, AEW ends up again in Chicago, running in the United Center. Now, it's kind of a weird move to do two events that close to each other. You rarely have a situation where, you know, you come to a city and then two weeks later you come back to the city. Not just are they coming back to Chicago, but they're like doing an entire week in Chicago, whether it is AEW Dynamite, then of course it's their new show, AEW Rampage, and then a big weekend that culminates with All Out. So to bring them to Chicago two weeks before is a little interesting. And then there were a couple of things that were also done that kind of went along the lines of could CM Punk be coming to AEW? A couple of moves that were done and then the reference or inference that was made by Darby Allen when he just randomly talked about even if you are the best in the world. And we know, of course, that is the tagline for CM Punk. So with all of that said, I think interesting times are ahead. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think CM Punk is a great addition to AEW? And bigger than that, do you care that CM Punk is coming to AEW potentially? And I ask that question 
because a CM Punk move in 2021 may not have as much value as a CM Punk move in 2014 or 2016 or even 2018. CM Punk has not exactly been the biggest friend or fan to the wrestling industry since his departure from WWE. We also remember the shock and awe that he returned in working for Fox as a WWE analyst, which let me just say, CM Punk working for Fox exclusively on a WWE product feels kind of weird to just be able to say, no, I'm not signed to WWE, but yes, I'm going to talk about their product. Yeah, really weird how that happened. I thought at one point he was no longer interested in the world of pro wrestling, not just that, but his UFC record hasn't exactly been stellar. So what do we do now? What happens with CM Punk coming to AEW and what exactly does this mean? I don't know what it means to be honest with you and I don't know how excited I am about it, but it's certainly going to be news and I'll be intrigued to see how CM Punk meshes with the AEW locker room and with the talent there. It is a very talented locker room and I don't know that CM Punk is the same guy that he was when he became WWE champion. With that said, it's going to be interesting to watch. I'm not exactly thrilled about this signing. I think they could have signed someone else, but we'll see. I'm personally more interested in the Daniel Bryan signing and definitely far more interested in the Malachi Black slash Alistair Black signing. With that said, let's get into what is the actual biggest news of the weekend, and we'll do that when we come back. It's going to be an absolutely stellar night with two big title matches and the most unpredictable show in all of independent wrestling. Come on, somebody stop this. Being the monster they thought they wanted. Okay, so if you followed our social media, we were one of the sources to break the news that WWE has come to terms with the release of Bray Wyatt. When I say shocking, it was shocking. I think people don't realize that Bray Wyatt, in some way, shape, or form, has been in WWE now for somewhere close to 12 years. Be it NXT, be it Raw, SmackDown, etc., etc. He has been a mainstay in the WWE, and there's a lot of thoughts running around. A lot of the WWE personnel, in terms of the talent, were caught off guard by this announcement. There were plans, apparently, for Bray Wyatt to make his return to WWE in August, strangely enough. So many are wondering how and why and what happened. Here's what we can tell you. We've heard reports that on one hand, it had something to do with budget cuts. We're told that's what he was told. We're also told that he's been a bit protective of his character, which I understand. We also have the understanding that there are some mental health and emotional wellness issues that are connected. Apparently, he has not recovered well from the loss of 
Brody Lee, who was his best friend, and I completely understand that. I think all of that is interesting in light of what we've seen with the Olympics over the last couple of weeks with Simone Biles pulling out, and uh, she will be returning for an event this week. We also saw Naomi Osaka make a big case about her mental health and emotional wellness. We've seen all of these types of things. And I think it's important that we begin to discuss this in the world of pro wrestling. One of the things that I'm very concerned about is how we as fans treat celebrities. And this includes pro wrestlers. We make the mistake of thinking that because some of the results in pro wrestling are predetermined, that wrestlers don't get hurt, that wrestlers aren't impacted, that wrestlers aren't people. We view them very often as superheroes. And while in some degree, you know, people want to be a superhero, they put on a cape and put on a mask and sometimes even call themselves almost a superhero. The reality of it is we might almost be superheroes, but we are always human beings. And I think oftentimes it is forgotten that pro wrestlers are people too. It is often forgotten that pro wrestlers have families, have lives, and often we don't understand the toll it takes on one's emotional well-being when you have fans who are constantly speaking up and out about your character, about your performance. We forget that this is art. We forget that these are people and that they deserve the opportunity, number one, to have some privacy. Number two, all of our opinions aren't necessary to be displayed on the socials. Truth be told, wrestling fans at times can be very, very cruel, highly opinionated, and oftentimes wrong, right? We don't think about these kinds of things, but they happen and they happen very regularly. So if you lost your best friend, when exactly do you think you'll be in a good headspace to go back to work, particularly if that work deals with a direct interface with people? Oh, and by the way, you and your best friend used to work together. That would be difficult. Couple that with the challenges that Bray Wyatt has had in terms of his personal life, going through a very, very challenging divorce, going through all that that does to your family. And unless you've been through a divorce, you don't know the impact that that can have. I say all of that to say we need to really be giving some thought to Bray Wyatt and his mental state. Mick Foley made a statement over the weekend that I thought was powerful, inferring that indeed he knew that Bray Wyatt was not in the best mental or emotional state, which then tells us that we should be more concerned with the man, Bray Wyatt, versus whoever it is that we see on TV. We don't think sometimes how twisted, and I hate to use that word, One's mind can be when you create a certain character. And please understand, what the Wyatts did was not necessarily a creation of WWE creative. Rather, and we know for sure with The Fiend, that was 100% or at least 99 Bray Wyatt and his thought process. So you have to ask yourself, just 
you know, where does this happen? I think often about entertainers and particularly the music business is something I'm a part of. And one of the things that we don't like to talk about, but it's the truth. For instance, take like a Mary J. Blige. Many have said we like sad Mary or mad Mary versus happy Mary because happy Mary doesn't give us good music. So the music that is written out of people's pain becomes your pleasure, becomes the things you choose to live by. So it's therapy for them, but for you and for us, it is a space where, oh, it's entertainment. Here's the challenging part about it. A lot of these songs are written from real life experience. And while they get the song out, then we are asking them to keep performing those songs, which means they keep reliving that trauma over and over and over again. Same thing goes for any entertainer, particularly in the world of pro wrestling. Some of the things that they bring to us are their outlet from what's going on in their personal lives. And instead of us honoring that, and certainly, Please don't misunderstand me. You have the right to like or dislike what you want. You have the right to be vocal as well. Totally you do. But I also think that you have to consider what does that do to the people who are on the receiving end of what it is that you have to say. While many are concerned with where Bray Wyatt will end up, will he go to AEW, will he go to New Japan, will he go to Impact or Ring of Honor, let's be concerned about the man. Will he be able to be a good father? Will he be able to be a good husband? Will he be able to be a productive part of society if he's not mentally or emotionally well? May we start becoming more concerned about the people who literally put their lives on the line to entertain us than we are about where they will show up again. I think it is a big statement and wrestling fans aren't the only one guilty sports fans, entertainment fans. We are all very, very guilty at times of caring more about the art than we are the artist. And no, you're not going to have a personal relationship with all of these folks. But the reality of it is we should care about their well-being. We should not want them to be injured such that they can't provide for their family. We should not wish death upon them. We should not wish horrible and vile things upon them because they don't do what we want them to do. Nor should we blast the company with which they work for. The reality of it is, hey, these are people too. And you don't always get creative freedom on your job. And even if you are an entrepreneur where you have the opportunity to create products and create policies, they all aren't necessarily what you always want. Sometimes you want to tell your customers, hey, you know, go find somebody else to, to deal with. But you can't do that if you realize that that provides income. So now you have to figure out elements of customer service, which sometimes means you're wrong. Sometimes it means you have to eat one or sometimes it means you have to bite the bullet, right? So I think we just need to be a lot more compassionate towards people. Certainly our thoughts and prayers are with Bray Wyatt. I do hope that he is able to rebound sooner than later. You know, for those who are talking about budget cuts, I think it's interesting that he was the only one gone in this particular wave. In previous cuts that are related to budget, there's more than one person that's impacted. And unless they are behind the scenes that we didn't hear about, it seems to be that this is the only one. So our thoughts and prayers are with Bray Wyatt. With that said, 
Tonight begins another week of great pro wrestling. Monday Night Raw is happening tonight, which should be headlined, at least it looks like, by a rematch between Charlotte and Nikki A.S.H. Charlotte won that match last week. I don't know why there's another contenders match between the two, since it's very clear Charlotte won, and by normal wrestling rules, if you beat the champion, you now are in contention for a title match. So that'll be interesting. Goldberg is set to return tonight, so we'll see what happens with him and Bobby Lashley. And no telling what else might happen tonight on Monday Night Raw. We could see Karrion Cross back. By the way, the word on the street is, for everyone who's upset about what happened with Karrion Cross and Keith Lee last week, Karrion Cross was supposed to apparently have a rematch with Jeff Hardy. But that didn't happen because Jeff Hardy has contracted COVID. So you won't be seeing Jeff Hardy this week, likely, on the show. Will Karrion Cross return? Perhaps. Who knows? Interesting times in WWE. Of course, NXT is happening tomorrow night. Another big episode of AEW happening this week. And then, of course, we're continuing to march towards SmackDown on Friday night, Impact on Thursday night, the NWA on Tuesday night. Lots of things going on in the world of pro wrestling. Pick your poison and absolutely enjoy it. We're going to get out of here. Have an amazing day. Hit us up on the socials at The Faction Show, where we'll be keeping you posted on all that's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Until next time, family, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Pause. Stop. Let me just interject this one thing. This Friday night, Southern Honor Wrestling returns for SHW 30. It is the Rumble Jack. It's one of our biggest cards of the year. You don't want to miss it. So if you're going to be anywhere close to the Atlanta area, it is worth the drive. Make your way here. It's worth the flight as well going to be an amazing night tickets go on sale at the door at 5 p.m eastern so get here you can watch our live pre-show at 7 p.m eastern on facebook and then everything goes down from bell time at 8 p.m eastern i hope to see you guys in the building make sure you hit me up i'll definitely love to take a picture with you and chat with you as well with that said we're out of here have a great monday my name is gb and this is the faction I need my people, here we go